This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Hallmark. My name is Dara, and we are about to talk about some Hallmark Channel stuff, but I'm not going to be doing it by myself. I have our favorite sister, best friend in all of our favorite Hallmark movies and Lifetime movies, which is what we're going to talk about. You guys, please welcome Latanya Williams. How are you, ma'am? I am very well. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. It really is a pleasure. So I want to start off with a fun question. What's a song that you have on repeat right now? Oh, girl, I've got the most eclectic <laughs> music choice, a song that I have on repeat. I listen to a lot of Snow Allegra, right? I've been listening to a lot of oh. Snow Allegra right now. Yeah, just a really like chill vibes. Yeah my writing and like have some like ethereal music happening in the background so snow allegra so sabrina claudio yeah we, we've been on that vibe right now yeah right? that can change very quickly i also really like bass and dubstep <laughs> yes. and, like, i love it yes um, like, like i go i go all across the map so that i like new, different new songs so it's yes. not yeah, we don't keep them on repeat too, too, too much. Yes. <laughs> I'm much of a moody, atmospheric music listener myself. So I'll go between Spotify has this playlist called Classical Garden, which like transports me into some European garden somewhere. So I'll either <laughs> I'll either do that. But also for the vibes, I've been listening to this guy named Jordan Rakai. He's out of I think he's from New Zealand, but lives in England. But he's very much like a fusion of jazz, R&B, soul, and a yeah. little, with a little bit of funk. And I, I've had him on repeat for I don't I don't know how long years. Like he's one of my favorite. Have you heard of the Blaze? The no, Blaze. I haven't. Mm -mm. I feel like maybe that's sort of something about what you were describing there, just with the ethereal and out yeah. there kind of. You said like the Blaze. The Blaze, yeah. I'll have to look them up. Thanks for that yeah. recommendation. See, this is why I asked this question for stuff just like that. That's really cool. <laughs> they're French. I think they're French, yeah. Ooh. yeah. Oh, that's awesome. English, but I think they're from France. I'm not sure, though. I think it's Europe. Somewhere. That's awesome. I so I looked on your Instagram, and there was this one picture that you put up. with the. It was the caption that got me, though. And you told a little bit about yourself. And while people can look at that Instagram photo and read the caption, of course, I want you to, to talk to us about it, but I'm going to read just a little bit from the caption so that people can get an idea of what we're working with here. So okay. you said, uh, in high school, I was both a sports team captain and a top academic. Let's just stop right there. So <laughs> you... <laughs> 
you were a sports captain and you were at the top of your class as an academic. First, what sport did you play? And how was that balancing academics with, with being the captain of a sports team? I played soccer, uh, both in like in and out of school. I played soccer and oh, yeah. basketball, which is hilarious because I'm five feet tall. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> A girl, I like to hustle. I yes, the ball, yeah. Um, soccer, basketball, and volleyball. Um, soccer was probably my strongest uh, sport, where I was the captain. I was actually also captain of the basketball team too, too, by senior year. Wow. <laughs> and volleyball, I played the libero, so that's the back row specialist because you know I liked. I'm quick on my feet, and I I could get to the ball, but you get me to that net, and I'm I'm shorter than the net, so. Right. <laughs> like the bottom of the net. Right, right, right. Yeah, so, you know, it's just, I guess it was just my sort of boisterous personality that kind of got me to that leadership position on those teams. And then for school, I, I was, it was science that really had me intrigued. I got really into science by the time I was in senior year. And I actually got the top score in the province this is this is Canada we have provinces instead of states mm -hmm. so in in the province I got the highest score on the biology like exam that's a provincial exam that every student has to do in high school and that's actually what brought me to university was was my academic scholarships so like, yeah go into that a little bit because it was biology and also you <laughs> You majored in molecular biology and biochemistry and business administration. Can you, can you talk about, the, just, just talk, just go, just talk about that a little bit. Well, so I went in with the idea that I was going to go to med school. So mm. that's I decided that's why I was going to do the sciences. Um, but then I realized I specifically wanted to be a dermatologist because growing up, I had really bad skin, like mm. really bad skin. So I just wanted to be a dermatologist so I could help other kids that had bad skin. And then I found out how long that was going to take. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 15 years of school. Like it's so long. It's, it was, it was your undergrad and then med school and then specialist school. It's like, it's, it's, it's such a long, long process. And then I realized that you know what, there's got to be some other way I can help people. So I thought that business, picking up a business major would be more applicable to just like general life. Because if you just kind of have a science degree, you know, that's kind of lining you up to be like maybe a lab tech, and, mm -hmm. you know, and that's not really, wasn't really my, exactly what I wanted to do. And uh, so, yeah, I picked up the business major just to round things out get, get a little bit more skills. And then sure enough, I used neither of them. <laughs> as most people, as most people. Was sciences always something you were intrigued by as a kid or was there a specific point in time where you realized, oh, I love learning about this aspect of the sciences or of the world? I, it was, it wasn't like senior year of high school where I started getting into specifically biology because I wanted, to, I really got, was intrigued by how the body works 
-hmm. And that's how it brought me to specifically molecular biology and biochemistry because we got right down to the nitty gritty. Like, mm -hmm. I want to know how the cells work, you know, and the just to break it right down just to get an understanding of the world and my body and and physicality and it that has I mean to this day I have I mean I have no regrets even though I didn't use the undergraduates degree but it's 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 great to have that kind of understanding yeah I believe you I and I can relate I <laughs> I have a master's in interior architecture don't put up one beam don't put up don't <laughs> draw one stick of nothing I haven't used this since I graduated. So I'm with you there for sure. For sure. For sure. We'll be out here stealing our money. Listen, this is like, we giving it to them. Just like, here, take it. Just take it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but take, take it. it. Bye. Uh, but how did your intrigue with science turn into the Latanya Williams that we see today, the actress? Can you talk to us about that journey and that process? Yeah, I can. Well, um, so obviously I went through that little bit of a metamorphosis midway through my undergraduate degree where I started doing the business side of things as well. And what I was going to do was do pharmaceutical sales. Oh, wow. Because I was like, the science, the business, we put them together, we do pharmaceutical sales. <laughs> and then... <laughs> I realized how unethical the pharmaceutical industry really is, mm -hmm. which has kind of, which again, with I, it's invaluable information and just experience just to realize kind of how this world is working as far as like corporates, corporations and corporate greed. And, and again, it sort of veered me down another path altogether because I, that summer when I was about to graduate, I couldn't find a summer job and I was interviewing with pharmaceutical companies. And that's when I was just like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> like, mm. this is like me, I'm a natural, I'm a natural girl. Like I am all about like, you know, go see your natural path. Like mm -hmm. if you got a problem, check out what you're eating, ch check your diet. Like that's the kind of realm I live in. Mm -hmm. So in that summer, when I was veering away from the pharmaceutical side of things, I ended up on a movie set being an actress. I'm sorry, an actress, an extra. I Because I couldn't find a summer job. So I started doing background work. And being on set is what really kind of ignited this old flame in me. Like I always wanted to be an actor when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. When I was a kid, my parents would not let me. <laughs> See, I have an Asian mama. I don't know if that, like, she wanted, school's very important to her. And yeah. I mean, my parents, they really wanted me to go to school, go through school. And, and you know what, I, I don't regret anything. Like she, I'm glad to have been the well-rounded person that I am today. And, uh, but yeah, so I ended up on a movie set. And uh, I don't know if you, have you ever done background work, extra work? No. Well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they don't treat the background very well, mm, right? Mm -hmm. And I just saw myself on that set and I'm looking at the principal actress and, you know, I was just like, I want to be that girl. Mm. And I'd always wanted to try it. So when I graduated, that's what I did. So did yeah. you go, like, did you do acting school or was it more acting, like getting an acting coach or taking acting classes? What did that 
process look like for you pursuing acting um, after you graduated? So for me, I just went straight to, I just got an agent. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I have zero acting experience. This agent was willing to take me on on her commercial roster. So oftentimes, if you have no experience, well, just I can't even speak for anybody else's else's situation. But in my experience, if you don't have experience, people will let you onto their commercial roster. Because sometimes you don't need as much experience to start auditioning for commercials. And I come, I believe that, you know, the best way to learn how to do something is to do it. Just do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I started audition, uh, like doing commercial auditions. And meanwhile, I got into some scene study classes and workshops and sort of, I was sort of learning as I, as I went. And it happened really quickly for me. I have my first job I ever booked was Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Oh, yeah. And that was in a few months of, of getting my agent. Wow. And, yeah. And then I was on the big screen. Like I was, <laughs> I got to go with my family and watch myself on the big screen. So that was, that was a really cool scenario. I don't think that's a very average scenario. <laughs> Mm -hmm. but really lucky in that regard so we so we kind of hit the ground running right off the top I can't say it stayed there the whole time it's not like yeah <laughs> yeah I just sort of was learning as I went and then uh about five or so years into it I ended up because I was I was I also had a serving job so I was working mm. all night I was auditioning all day and going to classes all the time. So at one point I did kind of burn out and I stopped acting. And that was about, so I stopped acting for about three years. And wow. then, yeah. And then when I came back, it, it would like, it was so much better because I really, when I came back, it's because I had really chosen this for myself. Like I really wanted to do it. Like I missed it. I wasn't, at first, like, I mean, before when I was really, really busy, I was kind of uh, dreading sometimes mm. going to all of these auditions because I, like I'd get one and I, I was just getting tired. I was burnt out. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you, if you ever find that I, I, as a, just a, a word of advice for any other actors watching this, it's just, it's okay to take a break because when, when I came back, I signed with my new agent and I have booked so much work. It's been insane. Listen, you've been out here collecting a check because when I tell you, you've been, <laughs> I've seen you in three movies this year already. I said, the sis is working. She is working Girl. and I love it. I love it. Yes. So during your three year hiatus, did, mm -hmm. what, did you do anything differently? Did you get any new perspective that you feel like helped you in your re-entry into the, into the film industry? Um, well, the hiatus was, it, it kind of, it's not that it gained perspective. I think the perspective was the only, the thing that changed was that I was more acting before, like, just because I, that's what I did. And that's mm -hmm. the thing, the path that I had chosen. And it didn't really feel as like authentic to me until after I'd taken that break and come, came back to it and realized that, yes, this is what I want to do. This is where I can make the most difference. This is how I can help people. So when I came back to it, 
the the difference was that like I was older, I was wiser, I mm-hmm. yeah, I was just more more focused for sure. Yeah. What would you say is something that you love the most about acting now? I love the communities that we get to develop. Like every time I go on set, I, I mean, this isn't always the case, like, but the sets that I've been lucky to find myself on, I've, I've made a lot of really great friends and, you know, you get to talk with new and different people that like stretch your understanding of the world and, and you're even, and then you get to talk about yourself and maybe discover new things about yourself with all of these new different people. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, I forget what your original question was. Just what you love about acting. (laughs) Where am I going with this? Just what you love about acting, like what is it you love that draws, that keeps you going and that keeps you going back to it every time? Because, you yeah. know, I, I've, um, in speaking with some other actors, I know they've expressed like, because you don't know, like your next job could be your last job, but, or like what keeps you, what is it you love that keeps you hustling, that keeps you auditioning, that keeps you wanting to go out there and be a part of these sets and be a part of these communities? Mm-hmm. Right. I'll tell you what, I want, I have an ulterior motive. Uh, <laughs> You've heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it here first. I, um, I'm very passionate about uh, creating some real positive change in this world mm. in a way that uh, we've never really seen. Like, I feel like we really, like, in it, overall in this world, there's a lot of um, like there's just, there's a lot of, a lot of abuse and poverty and, and elitism. And I want to build a platform so that I can really influence the world for the better. And working with, I work with a company, well, I'm an ambassador for a company called TechnoTutor, which is, it's an educational software. And I just want to, build a platform so I can get this software in the hands of as many people as possible so that we can equalize this world because we can't all be equals if we have unequal levels of education like sure and if we can equalize this world then we can find a solution where life all life has value instead of yeah numbers and digits and and greed and and power so that's kind of what keeps me going I love that. I love that. So how did your acting journey find you into the roster, if you will, on this kind of like Hallmark Lifetime TV movie space? Talk to us a little bit about that. You're right. I mean, Hallmark and Lifetime, they're really great with their, they're really good to their actors, right? Like once once you're on the roster, you're on the roster. You're in the rotation. (laughs) Like I said, we've seen you three or four times already out here. Yeah, so I've been incredibly blessed. Uh, I, I mean, I love working with these with these companies, um, these productions. Um, I don't know what the, I'll tell you. The first role that I had that was a supporting, maybe that's maybe I did a great job, and that's where it's all started. But I was um, the garage sale mystery, the Pandora's box. Before yeah. one. I played a director. That was my first supporting role for them, and then it's just sort of kept it kept it pushing like I don't know there's something 
I think I, I my, my natural sort of like jovial, loving energy kind of really suits the theme of the networks. So yeah. I think that's probably what, like you, you see me on set, I'm, I'm just uh, laughing at everything. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and I don't know, I'm just, maybe I'm great to be around. Who knows? I don't know what it is, but like, these people are like, I mean, I say these people, but like, there's a, a really specific and amazing group of people behind Hallmark and, and there's, I mean, there's many of them and I don't know, I like to build good relationships with people. So that's probably part of it, the behind the scenes. Yes. So let's talk about this, this one trilogy you did, Merry Little Christmas. Yeah. And it's not little in the least bit because you've worked with Miss Kelly Rowland, who is the star of that trilogy. Can you talk to us about what that process was like getting that role and then what it was like working on that movie on the set? Because <clears throat> the one thing in um, in watching this, I could tell how much of a it, it seemed like you guys were really a family on screen, which I would assume that reflected behind like behind the scenes as well yes. so could you talk a little bit about just that whole process of getting that role and what it was like on set during the filming of those three movies of course yeah okay well let's start at the beginning I booked when I booked that role I mean like we've been saying I've, I've, I've worked on a lot of these movies right so and and a lot of and a lot of the stars are really awesome really well um have a lot of uh, they have a lot of, they've been on a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, but when my agent tells me that, <laughs> <laughs> that my sister was going to be Kelly Rowland, I <laughs> Okay, this is me living my absolute childhood fantasy. Like, I mean, girl, yeah. Destiny's Child, come on. Like, yeah. Just, uh, it was a dream come true yeah you know and I was just excited and so and therefore I was also quite nervous more so than mm. I had before which has been the kind of the transformation that I've I've noticed in myself through these years what I've learned um working with her is is I mean you just have to kind of rise to your own you don't have to rise to the equation because I don't want to make it sound like she um makes it uh like a big deal that she's on set because she's actually super down to earth and very caring mm. but like you yourself you're gonna make it a big deal getting onto that set right you're like oh my goodness I've got to impress Kelly Rowland <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so learning to get over those sort of um those sort of nerves and 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 working with that program actually that I talked about before Techno Tutor I was able to look at these fears and sort of program myself to well, like acknowledge where they're coming from and then get over them. And so it's just been an amazing transformation that I've seen in myself between the beginning and the end, between my, my ability to just be confident and show up and feel like I deserve to be there. And, you know, I mean, it's not just Kelly Rowland, like Brisha Webb as well, yeah. like Debbie Morgan, she plays our mom, she's yeah. legendary. So it's, I mean, there was a lot a lot of legendary actresses on that set and it was just amazing to be included in, in that lineup and 
and we really are family. We really have like, for instance, Thomas and I, we tape to get like we do our audition tapes. We do them from home now. Now that since COVID and stuff like that, right. so Thomas and I, we were neighbors before we like we lived in buildings right beside each other. Oh wow! Like literally, we both got we when we got the table read. Uh, I was like, "Yo, Thomas!" Like we drove together. Like <laughs> <laughs> so, like Thomas and I go go way back. Jamie and I as well. Like we've just been in in, in the industry in Vancouver. It's kind of a small small space for uh, actresses and actors of this caliber, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, being black in Vancouver, there's not as many people. Um, sure, sure. So, so yeah, Jamie and I go go back as well. And and Nathan Watay, I met him on this set. He actually came in second on the second movie. Yeah, he was on the second movie. Yeah. He's um Brisha's love interest. Yeah. Or, or Kiera's love interest. But Nathan, fantastic guy. Actually, yeah, he's working on a pilot that I'm gonna be jumping on shortly here as well. So oh, that's awesome. We are. I was I mean, I was talking to uh, I mean, Sasha, Sasha is Kelly's assistant, but like her and I were speaking this morning, like, oh, yeah, we're all really, really close. Also, Kelly invited us down to after the last movie to do the press with her. So, Aww. yeah, which was very, very sweet. Like, nobody, they just want to talk to Kelly. I'm <laughs> 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 Risha, but like, no. <laughs> But she brought us down. We did a I whole, love it. Yeah, we did a whole photo shoot. Like it was, it was an amazing experience. I love that. Mm-hmm. Now we most recently, you were in Always Amore, but in terms of you being our best friend, we saw you in Second Chance at Love, which stars Alvina August, Gloria Rubin, Eric Lasalle. You had some heavy hitters on that set as well. Yeah. What was that? filming process like and what was the energy on set like while working on that movie well that movie because so it's it's it was really it was really fun as well it's just different than than Merry Little Christmas just because we've been working together for so long now over the right um that one I me and Alvina really really hit it off oh yeah we really got caught that best friend vibe yeah yeah she's such a sweet girl uh and I just love playing camp like that girl is very true to like <laughs> I think the original character that I imagined myself <laughs> sort of playing like throughout my career so I was glad to finally have that experience and just be that girl yeah <laughs> I was like I need camp in my life I need camp in my life girl, right here baby I'm right here <laughs> oh I love it and like I said, you, you stay with a check because you're coming out, at least in the States here, we are getting what's called warming up to you, but it already aired in Canada as Love in Action, which stars Cindy Busby and Christopher Russell. So can you tell us a little bit about what we can expect uh, with that movie and your character, your role, the filming process? Give us all the details. I have my water right here. I'm ready. Go ahead. Okay, well, girl, I'm the best friend. <laughs> yes, I'm the best friend. We, it, this is going to be a little bit of a different film because mm. it's not your average just uh, storyline. So there's going to be, 
I don't know, how much can I say? What do I say? <laughs> but it's really fun. Cindy Busby. Mm-hmm. Love that. Love her. Love working with her. We've actually kept in touch. Um, she is playing a girl. She's a, she's like a fitness person. Yeah. She's training. What, what did they say in the, in the, I don't know what they said. Like, do they? So I think what we know so far, she's like a wellness instructor or something to that, yeah. something to that effect. And she's put in charge of getting Christopher Russell's character. Okay. So we can say that. Yeah. Getting him back fit for a movie role, but then uh, I guess his co-star comes and maybe there's some love triangulation that happens. I guess we're, I don't, I, I guess we're to assume that just because we did see, I think one or two previews that they, that they put out for us already. And so I'm assuming that, okay, there may be a love triangle aspect here with the introduction of the co-star. I don't know, but that's just, that's just me, you know, uh, guessing. But. Or astute. Yep. <laughs> yes. So, so what was we, that process like? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so we, we filmed it where he had to get away to a resort to train and I'm the owner of that resort. Ah. Yes. Yeah. So I am the boss and uh, <laughs> just so you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, what's so funny. Um, while I was filming that shoot, um, I was simultaneously filming another movie for Hallmark. Oh, wow. Um, the Picture of Christmas. Yeah. Oh, wow. so probably, yeah, The Picture of Christmas, which already came out a while back. But um, so because it's on two different sets, they don't have to do the normal like turnaround time because normally like if you stop one day, you need like at least eight hours or 12 hours or something before you started up on the next day. But because it's two completely different sets, that didn't happen at all. So it actually worked out where I was on a night shoot on the, on the Chris, on the, the, it was called the Christmas book, but now it's called the picture of Christmas. So we had just finished a night shoot, meaning that I worked until five o'clock in the morning. And then I was supposed to be on set at 7 a.m. on... <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was a very very quick turnaround but they were able to <laughs> push my scene back later on in the day so I think I had so one of them love uh, very nice people at Hallmark got me a hotel staying nearby and I went and slept for like three hours and I went directly to film the opening like it'll be the scene in the green dress so <laughs> Not it. Yeah. Not it. <laughs> yeah. So me and my new love interest met. Wait, so does that happen often where you find yourself like in between two movies like that? Like was that kind of like a blue moon experience? No, yeah, that 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 doesn't happen often. Like some a lot of the times they'll if you're filming something, they won't unless they both really want you, they're not gonna make that work. But I guess they both really want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're like, "Oh, we're gonna make this work." Make it work, yeah. Oh my gosh! So, looking ahead with your acting career, do you see yourself doing anything else besides acting within the film industry? Like, can you see yourself directing, writing, producing um, as you go further along in your career? I can 
definitely see that. Yeah, for sure. Like I love to, uh, I love to write. Mm. Uh, right now I write more so with, from a, not so much from a storytelling standpoint, more of a reality sort of standpoint, but I think I could sort of meld the two and then create a really cool project that I think could impact the world in a positive way. And therefore, yeah, I could definitely see myself writing. What kind of things do you write? Um, and how did you get it? Cause I'm a writer as well. So now I'm curious, like, how did you get into writing? What led you to, to start writing and what kind of things do you write? Well, I want to, like I said, um, well, I just, I think writing, I started writing because I wanted to really be able to speak well. Mm. And the two really go hand in hand. Like if you want to figure out how you're, how, just formulate a coherent sentence and, and figure out what you're really thinking about things. It just makes, it's just the power in getting it onto paper is just unbelievable. So like once you just start to write or even type, I mean, I type, I don't write. <laughs> <laughs> my nails. Like my nails. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I stab myself when I write. So, so I'm typing. But like it's just it's incredible the power that you can accumulate within yourself, like and just get it onto paper and just it helps with the way that you can speak and the way that you can articulate. And uh that's what started my writing. Uh, and that it led me to start speaking up on whatever topics I wanted to speak up on and just, yeah, that's kind of that. I love that. Well, Miss Latanya Williams, thank you so much. This has been such a pleasure talking with you. I know I can't wait to see you in Warming Up to You, which airs May 7th here in the States. But I want to have you have the last word in the sense of, whatever you would like to say to the listeners or the watchers this is your moment to have you can say I really like pizza like you could just say <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever you want to say in this moment it's for you to have Go ahead. okay well y'all go out there start writing start good <laughs> honey I don't know here I didn't I didn't have a moment to decide you know what, but this is it. If you want to develop yourself, you want to develop confidence, start to trust yourself, start to make some commitments to yourself, keep those commitments and then practice. And if you make mistakes, that's part of the process. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much um, for being here. I'll put your Instagram um, information and all of that in the show notes and description box. And guys, she's LaTanya, I'm Dara, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.